To the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin here with Meals. A couple days away from Halloween. Ooh, Scary, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's raining out here. Um, it's supposed to rain today. It's supposed to rain today out here. It, also, to any listeners, if I sound weird, I'm not using my standard microphone. I just have to say that I'm an audiophile. I'm sorry. It it it, it, it matters to me. So it's a you know. It, it just is what it is. But it's going to rain out here, too. Um, Halloween, I mean, it's, it's it seems like it's back. Last year, we didn't really have it. But it seems like, you know, fuck it. People are going to parties. People are doing things, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, definitely not back here. They're not even allowing trick-or-treating. So. Oh, really? No? Oh, yeah. okay. Niggas having the, 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 the parade is in the village this year, so, which is normally is. The village is... Um, downtown Manhattan and stuff like that, but they're having yeah. the Halloween parade. Um, they didn't have it last year, but they are having it this year. I don't know. Yeah. I'm into, when's the last time you dressed up for Halloween, if ever? <laughs> College. Oh God. College. Yeah, it's been really okay. Been years. Yeah, it's been years. Your fiance uh, you doesn't want to do any couple shit that's mad, embarrassing, or anything. She does, but it's always like we always think of it too late, and you know we're we're, we're like in like. <laughs> We're in low key wedding mode too, so um You do bright and chucky. It, it, <laughs> it didn't do well, you know what we was we were gonna do? We were going to do um Nate and uh what's her name and Maddie last year. We were planning on Oh doing oh that was that would have been cool. Kind and of insecure. Yeah. And um then COVID hit. So we weren't able to we weren't able to do that last year. Because we had that planned out for like January, and I was gonna get like a varsity and all that stuff, and we it ended up not happening. Damn. But listen, you know what? Fuck, I haven't done. I all right. So the only last thing I did was the Vegeta thing, which was honestly just so I could buy the shirt. But um, yeah, I'm not really a costume kind of person, to be honest with you. It's always disappointing to people. I always think of things way later on. Like I always think of things um, way way after the fact. But, you know, it is what it is. Also, we were also burying another lead, by the way. Was that? <laughs> Congratulations to four years of us, my man. Oh, my God. <laughs> you you know, Mills hit me up yesterday and said, hey, tomorrow's our four-year our four anniversary. I said, fuck, like another one? I, I feel like we like we always run into the same. It's like, damn, we just had 200. Then- so, yeah, this is why we I didn't bother to do a big celebration type shit or like we should have a special episode type thing because it's like we've done so many in a row now. We've had so many big episodes. Thank God this year. And thank you to you guys as well. But we've had a ton of like big coordinated episodes this year. But I think this is cool enough where we can just kind of celebrate ourselves and four years of doing this consistently. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. 210 uh, episodes, 210 weeks in a row. Which is crazy. <clears throat> I mean, I, I I really am 
kind of like at a loss for words just how like well oiled machine this shit is like even this recording this episode people will never know <laughs> the 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 thoughts and, and magic that goes into kind of doing my boss will never here. know that i'm doing this <laughs> absolutely not but it, it, it's 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 so it's it's so great and, and once again thank you guys for taking just a, a, a errant phone call from from myself mm-hmm. and turning it into a community and I, I think that that's the beautiful part about it that's really you the know, beauty of it. it's not all loss i think for i mean it's not going to be now we're currently working on something wink wink nudge nudge merch merch that will be released in the future i was expecting i was hoping it would be sooner but due to circumstances beyond my control i'm not able to control this but when you get it you will get it and it will be amazing yeah um, this is sirens thanks yes, of course i mean four years man where would this show be without the police right. um <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, four years. Thank you guys for, you know, tuning in for the last four years with us. And if you've been here since day one, if you've been here since day one, let me know, hit me up on Twitter, Meals TV. If you've literally been listening since episode one and you're still listening now, fuck man, I got to buy you That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, Yeah. that's, that's a lot of episodes. (laughs) That's a lot. Uh, man. It's going to be a crazy rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm already starting to look at some of my uh, favorite wrestlers of the year. I've already got kind of like a, a list going right now. Me too, honestly. I mean, but here's the thing. With RNC Radio, it's not just... We can, I can't even look at just wrestling because then we have to do our playlist at the end of the year. We have to do, um, you know, working with the Lookout. Shout out to people at the Lookout. We're doing our anime stuff of the year. Here we're going to do wrestling of the year. So I'm already all thinking of that and stuff like that. Um, Crown Jewel definitely nudges me in certain directions. I'm wow, sure we'll talk okay. about Crown Jewel. Yeah, I think we talked on. about it. We talked about it uh, with each other. I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of gave you like my top five right now of the year. Mm, absolutely. I really, so we'll, I, I really, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that much later in the podcast. But yeah, I mean, nah, I'm starting to plot out. Like, to be honest with you, if you make, you would have to... All right, so here it is. Here's like, it's not an anomaly that someone can sweep it up before the end of the year, but I don't think it's possible considering how AEW books things. But the <laughs> only person that I think could end up swiping shit at the end of the year would be Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, rather. He's the only person because, I mean, he's been on a tear. I mean, I don't think any of his matches this past year have probably been below three stars. Like, He's he doesn't he's at this point now in his career where he doesn't wrestle without a purpose or he doesn't wrestle, especially now in AEW, where there's a slew of other people to wrestle. Um, But he's the only one I could see like, okay, I can make an argument, but I think I got my top five like set out now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I I I mean, I, I think Brian's definitely gotta be top five I mean, you know i'm not saying the order now but it, it it has it's been a it's been a solid who the top three is to me and then mm-hmm. the rest kind of falls from there and it's like if you if you if you put together men and women at the same time then it, then it becomes to me undoubtable who's who was the top for me this year 
if if well, if you're putting them together. Well, listen, congratulations. Speaking of top stuff, um, congratulations to Bianca Belair who topped the PWI women's top one fifty. I know PWI is like it's a it's a list like it's a marquee list. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> because a, it's it's I not really- like the A list, but it, you know. Nonetheless, I mean, black women at the top, women just in general, she did the amazing thing this year. I'm glad people are at least acknowledging this because she's got to be, I I can't speak for you. She's in my top five. I don't know about you, though. Come on, man. Listen, man, I don't know. I don't know these things. I don't know what your your brain works. My brain works in very different ways. You know what I'm saying? What the hell is wrong with you, man? Yeah, what is wrong with you, bro? I mean, and, and, with the, and with the end of October also comes just like the mountains of things we have. Of course, of course on Patreon, me and Cyrus are starting up uh, Legendary Run Batista, the second season of Legendary Run that's starting up very soon. Um, we got, of course, Spot Callers. I don't know if you got to listen to the Halloween Havoc episode with Spot No, Callers. but I can listen to it on the commute home. That's what I'm probably going to do now. <clears throat> it is... To to it is I think one of our best episodes. So if you don't have our Patreon, please subscribe to our Patreon to hear that episode. It's about two hours of us reviewing uh, WCW Halloween Havoc '98, of course, with uh, Hogan and Warrior. Um, also have the the match between DDP and Goldberg, which got cut. Is actually in the Peacock version. They don't cut it. They're not that mean, but uh, it's it's actually that's a um, WWE for fixing the wrongs of yes. WCW for the last twenty years. <laughs> but, but it's also just a great a great you know conversation to have with cyrus who um was not a you know was not watching wrestling he was, or he's not even three years old what, yeah three he, years he, old, four years was, old i think it was like two or something i don't know he's he's gonna be pissed when he hears this but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know just to, just to get that perspective of like what i was you know where i was coming from as a, as a child at that point a, a preteen really at that point and you know what what I was watching and and I ordered this pay-per-view when I was a child or my parents ordered it for me and that was the one pay-per-view we get to I got that quarter and I wasted it on that you know so it it, it it's a it's a funny episode and I re-listened it and I really I re-listened to it and I was like oh man this is this is really good so if you get a chance please listen to it I think it's one of our best episodes of mm. uh of the year honestly I really Absolutely. don't I like that I like that I like to hear that let's get into no holds barred for the week uh, but let's let's pop it off with 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 last Thursday's Crown Jewel pay per view from uh from Saudi Arabia. Listen, man, say what you want to say about the politics. <laughs> I don't I don't like having to start every Saudi Arabia pay per view. We got say to, what you got to say about it, but say what you got to say about it. <laughs> this this was this was a big show for Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And we called it Mania Night Three, and I think in a lot of ways. This was better than one of the Mania nights in SummerSlam to me. I thought this was one of the best pay-per-views of the year. Better than SummerSlam, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like this this was definitely one of the best shows of the year for me. Just just top to bottom, I can't think of anything that was like super weak. I mean, obviously like the King of the Ring, Queen of the, you know, Queen's Crown stuff might have been probably the weakest matches on the show, but the crowd was so hot. Like I was telling somebody, you got to remember, they haven't had wrestling in almost 2 years either. So mm-hmm. they were they were super hot on a uh, crown jewel in Saudi Arabia that night. I agree. I mean, they were. I mean, they had it pretty. They had it a lot sooner than actually a lot of people in the United States. If I want to be actually frank with you, <laughs> but um, no. I mean, it was a fantastic pay per view. Peacock played me. 
during the live airing. I will good. never forgive it. Good, good. Um, they, 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 thanks, Peacock. Keep doing it. They they played me. Um, so I will never Pe- Peacock's uh, support. Peacock's support damn near said, I don't know about <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do about this. They low key said that. And I'll tell you, I'll I'll I don't want to give him too much, you know, thing, but you know, Peacock needs to do better. But fantastic matches. That Hell in a Cell match to kick off the pay-per-view. Oh my god. Yeah, we we mentioned Seth in a Patreon segment. I think that it's time that people get over whatever the fuck bias you had about this guy loving his job. Uh, you get over it. Get over whatever dweebness you think he is, whatever, whatever. I think that's really the only issue people have with him, right, is that he, you know, that was the problem people had with him was that he, he loves his job because whatever, you know, <laughs> a lot of people that love their He loves their where jobs. he works. He's a top He's a top card guy. He can pretty much do whatever he wants to do. So, of course, he loves his job. But Seth Rollins and Edge, they got to have the best feud of the year. And I think that this match, and I told Mills this when it was airing, I said, I think this match catapults Edge into my top 10 for the year because he has not slipped this whole year. Every match has been a banger. And doing three matches in a row in a feud, and they were all good and all memorable, it's very hard to do, Mills. It's incredibly someone, hard to do. But someone at his age, with his injuries, making them all feel fresh, and Seth making making this you know making this heel persona actually come to full circle to be one of the to me a top heel on any brand that he's on is incredibly hard to do. And they managed to pull this off in the, in the Hell in a Cell match. You know me. I'm from New York, so I don't actually rate matches. However, five stars. Good Lord. I don't give things five stars. I don't. There's always something wrong with it. I barely gave Daniel Danielson an Omega five stars. I that barely wasn't five, gave, That wasn't five stars to me. I barely gave him five stars. And I'm still like living in 4.87 or something like that. Um, but this is a five-star match in a five-star feud. It's... It, is this the magic of the Saudi bag? Like, this is it's something. I will, it's not always magic. Let's <laughs> be <Sweet>, clear. <laughs> it's not always magic. But I, I do think that this is definitely was one of the shows where they said, let's not focus on so much trying to create this spectacle. Let's just mm-hmm. focus on the talent that we have. They believed in the talent that they had. I know a lot of people are like, they don't make stars and nobody's over on the shows. These every everyone that I that was on that show, from what I heard, I don't know if you heard something different. They were all over on this show. They were all over for sure. And I think um, when you put, when you put them in the positions where they can be successful, it will be successful. And they did that for nearly every one of their top stars at Crown Jewel. Let's talk about the queen. First of all, Queen of the Ring, Queen of the Rings, Zelina Vega shocked the shit out of me. Didn't see it coming. It was nice. Didn't see the move coming. I was like, "Yo, she did that on Dewdrop. What has she been hiding for real?" <laughs> um, King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. You thought it was gonna be Finn. It was. I predicted it. Xavier Woods, King of the Ring. I predicted it, but I was also like selfish in thinking that they would do a heel turn on someone that he would not be actually immediately facing after this match was over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes sense. 
don't don't blame it's not your fault blame them for having people on the rosters on the same thing and not switching them immediately after the draft for like three weeks blame them no i i it was it was a feel-good moment it was a great moment a lot of people seem to think that this is going to be leading to some sort of kind of stealth heel turn for them which i think would be really interesting it's been a very long time since they've been heel and mm-hmm. i mean as we all know that crown corrupts you like the soul edge but yes. um i thought that i i mean i i People are very concerned about Finn. I am not. He does. He does this all the time. He just. He Finn is the guy who just can't win the big one. I'll. I'll wait to see what they do with him on Raw. But I mean, I wouldn't be concerned about him. He. He seems to be fine in what he's done. Absolutely. So shout out to King Xavier Woods for being the new King of the Ring. Um, we also got Goldberg beating the shit out of Bobby Lashley. So that was interesting. You know, people hated this match. I was. I was listening to Cornette. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't listen to Cornette. But Cornette hated this match. <laughs> this was the longest, most un-Goldbergian match of all time. It was. Um, let me let me say this. This was the first Goldberg match that I've ever felt had some sort of stakes that was bigger than Goldberg itself because of how Goldberg's family was used into this. Usually for Goldberg, it's who is the toughest guy? Who spits the most fire? Who can do this, this, that, and the third? This one I legitimately felt had a different tone to it because it was personal. So Goldberg was doing a couple things out of his element, which I thought was great. Promos, I thought he... Goldberg was showing a lot. And I know people don't like to hear this. He was in amazing shape, too. Yeah, he's in amazing shape, and he was he was he was performing with promos. I thought, and like I said this on Twitter, I was like, they're making Goldberg do something he never has ever had to do, and that's sell a body part. And he mm-hmm. was selling the shit out of that knee for what it's worth for most of the match. And I thought that it was really cool that he was able to kind of work from under. He's never had to work from under as a babyface before. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um. It's always it's just a little bit different. It just is. So I appreciate. I actually appreciated that match. Um, what else happened on this damn pay per view? Oh, ladies triple threat match. That was great. That was fantastic. It was working. Work. I felt like the t- the crowd was a little tired by the time they went on. Yeah, Can't probably. They were. We were about three hours in at that point, but yeah. they worked very hard. We're gonna talk about the finish to that match <laughs> and the finish to all this stuff in a couple minutes here, but. Um, they they worked incredibly hard here, and and shout out to to Becky for getting out all that ring rust so quickly, and 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 really bring herself. I think she's actually better in better shape now than she was when she was before she left. So, so the argument for Becky has always been that she's not the best worker out of the four horsewomen. I think she has probably the most creative mind out of all of them. Yeah, because she works around. I, she works around what she can't do. Like she can't be like Sasha. Right. She's not like athletic like Charlotte, but she works around those those deficiencies. Yeah, I agree. So I think she's the most creative. She reminds me a little bit of actual Edge because I think Edge, where as people can critique, and he's a great worker in the ring, but no one's ever going to say like he's an A one wrestler. You know what I'm saying? But I think he works or not works around it because he doesn't really have to work around it. He can have a great match. But I think it's a lot of the thinking that goes into it with the creative spots that he does and the storytelling and making a lot of things work that kind of makes this really awesome encounter. 
Um, so shout out to Becky Lynch. She retained the women's championship um, to create a very awkward situation that would happen almost 24 hours later, but we'll get to that pretty soon. Um, the main event, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I thought it was good, if if not a little minor, compared to all of his other main events. Yeah, you know, I think this felt a little bit more of a spectacle type of thing. Mm-hmm. It didn't have the, I guess maybe if it happened in the States, it might have had a different feel to it, to yeah. be honest with you. Because when I think Saudi Arabia, I'm like, of course they have Brock Lesnar. They paid for him to be there. But um, I don't know if this gets like, you know, I, I thought it was good. They threw a lot of the, you know, there's a lot of jazz in there. There's a lot of steel chairs, Usos, Heyman. Belts, belt shots are back, belt I guess. Belt shots. Yeah, some, a lot of stuff. So they threw it all at Brock. Um but I mean, listen, Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar. It's not clean, but he beat Brock Lesnar to end of pay per view. I don't know how you stop this man anymore. Yeah, um, I don't know how. I, well, you don't want to. You don't. Uh, Brock chasing is way more fun. It's clear even from SmackDown. He is, uh, one B or one C babyface. <laughs> on the show they i, I people want to shit on baby faces here i think wwe has a lot of strong baby faces that don't look consistently stupid mm-hmm. with bianca heading up most of them biggie drew um who else there's a lot of good baby faces. finn um a lot of a lot of them so um i i think that with roman you want to chase but it's like if you're not if are we doing rock what are we doing you know or is it going to be drew that's the only other person realistically I, I could see taking it from him. I feel like he gonna beat Drew's ass. <laughs> like <laughs> I was, just, I was like, yo, he's being everybody. I don't. There's nothing that's in my mind that says, oh, he's gonna lose. There's no sense of doubt anymore. Yeah, he's being the guy, Brock Lesnar. Um, and if they had given the match to Brock, I wouldn't have blinked. I was like, okay, of course they did. But, um. Yeah, I mean, Roman Reigns, I mean, he beat Brock Lesnar at this Crown Jewel pay-per-view. But overall, I think the Crown Jewel event itself, um, just a great way to spend a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good show. I, w- I would definitely go a back. Thursday I, morning I, for you, yeah. I would go, uh, I, w- I would definitely keep the Hell in a Cell match. I keep the triple threat. Main event's pretty good. Big E and Drew, we didn't even touch on that. That's a great sprint. I, I think that Drew brought Big E up. And I, and I was saying Big E needs to he like the the reason they put them together is because Drew was having these types of matches and Big E mm-hmm. needs to get on get on that and during this reign and, and you know I I think Big E worked up to that level and and I think it was fantastic. I think that's going to be a great YouTube match when WWE uploads it to YouTube maybe mm-hmm. next year. Like um, remember this? <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. That's the, that's the kind of match that yo remember this? Oh they Loki had a banger. Like it pads his it pads Big E's. Um, reign and career, but I don't think it's overall a memorable match considering everything else that happened on this damn card. So yeah. it's no fault of his own. So uh, let's get into the news, the official news here. Tour dates. WWE released them damn tour dates. Mm-hmm. Heavy hitters here. A lot of arena shows. 
next year? How many do you think you're going to, Mills? Poof. I hate One arenas, so. <laughs> wow. God bless. But, uh, yo, Nick Khan is doing the thing, man. Listen. He's working. Nick Khan world now, right? He's working. He's working. He said it. Like, the thing that's funny about it is that you, I, you shouldn't even be surprised because he said all of these things. And, and it's coming true. Look at how many Saturday shows there are next year. We are living in heaven. Okay, let me tell you the schedule. Nikon, Nikon work, I'm sure Nikon walked in there and was like, yo, why are we doing this on Sunday? <laughs> and they were like, we, we always have pay-per-views on Sunday. And I'm like, and I'm sure he was like, but why? And I think they had to realize like they had pay-per-views on Sunday back in the day because most people were home. So your buy rate would go up on a Sunday. But now yeah. the buy rates don't fucking matter <laughs> because they have the peacock. Right. So, so the schedule is the schedule is as follows. Saturday, you're gonna hear Saturday a lot. Saturday, January first, day one. This is of course the pay-per-view that was announced a couple weeks ago uh from the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. It should be fun. Twenty nine days after that, Saturday, <laughs> January twenty ninth, we're a rumble at the dome at America Center. In St. Louis, that's a strong thirty days for them. Off mm-hmm. top, strong thirty days. Saturday pay per views, my nigga. Come on. Okay, we also got confirmation. April tw- uh, Saturday, April second, Sunday, April third. WrestleMania in AT and T Stadium in Dallas. So I guess two night manias are here to stay. Thank God. If you got the bread, go ahead. You so know? much, <laughs> so much money to be made. Sunday, May eighth. Pay-per-view at uh, Dunkin' Donut Center. We don't know what that is. I would imagine that'd probably be Backlash. WrestleMania Either Extreme backlash. Rules or something? Maybe an Extreme Rules or something? Probably, I would imagine that's the Sunday, June 5th pay-per-view. At oh, Austin. at Austin. Yeah, yeah. that's probably going to be um, an Extreme Rules. Saturday, July 2nd, Money in the Bank at a stadium. So we're getting Money in the Bank and a stadium. Imagine how big they're going to make this. The stakes for Money in the Bank have to be bigger next year if it's going to be in a stadium. I would imagine mm-hmm. 10 man money in the bank. That'd be great for everyone involved. I don't, it's, it's the big five now, right? We're, yep. we're calling it now. Big five. Big five. It's in a, it's in an arena. It's in a stadium. Uh, just 28 nights after that, <laughs> Saturday, July 30th, SummerSlam at Nissan stadium in Nashville. Now that's different. A July SummerSlam. I don't even know how to feel about that. That's different. Okay. No, that's different. I I think that's really dope. I think that you actually get it in the summer, and I think that's fantastic. You get it at the, the height of summer, so I think that's really dope as well. But I think the reason why they wouldn't do August is because doesn't football start up, or they're starting to get prepared for stuff like that in August if they're trying to do stadiums and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and it's still technically summer. Like, kids aren't back in school July 30th. You know what I'm saying? I hope Yeah. Not. Um, yeah. So. Um. Saturday, September 3rd, or Sunday, September 4th, pay-per-view you know, at TV. Nick like, yo, give me that Saturday, baby. <laughs> so it's, it's being rumored by Fightful that that is going to be the UK pay-per-view next year. Hmm. That's why it's being left open in, in those particular dates. And they're saying that the Saudi Arabia show will be the February pay-per-view next year. Hmm. Hey, this is a crazy... Listen... It's exciting because they're, they're going to be going to places that they've never like like stadiums they've never been before outside of Mania. 
you know i think this is dope and then of course you have uh they skip ahead a couple of obviously we don't know what october is going to be it'll probably be another saudi arabia show like it was this year but you get the saturday saturday november 26th survivor series so we're really testing we're really testing saturday pay-per-views next year it is the year of the saturday pay-per-view they're they're calling it saturday not only that but you look at you look at um that September pay-per-view, you look at um Survivor Series, you look at Money in the Bank all around major holidays. July 4th right. weekend, Labor Day weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, like Listen, Nick Khan says it, he does it. I don't know about else. I don't know what the fuck y'all doing. <laughs> but this nigga on his shit. I don't know what y'all doing. I don't know what I'm doing. But Nick Khan, he doing it. It's yeah. exciting. It's definitely exciting. I can't wait to see what that SummerSlam in Nashville looks like. That's that's just that's totally different. I never expected to see anything like that. that that's really cool uh, in a I'm lot of ways. My, I'm trying to get on my Nikon for 2022. <laughs> Have people mad at you for the things you say in an interview? Yes. Yes. Sure. Stay mad. Stay mad. Right. <laughs> and stay broke. Because it's a uh, Nikon world. So we had... Y'all, we had a uh, Nikons in my Nikon world. You feel me? We had, an impact, we had an impact pay-per-view on Saturday. Speaking of Saturday pay-per-views. Aired at 10 <laughs> oh, yeah, o'clock. They did. Aired at 10 o'clock. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't like it's that. Just insane. Just insane. Uh, I Bound know they glory. didn't want to go head-to-head with Dynamite, but also, like, have some damn, you know, have Bro, a little bit of integrity. Been, that wouldn't have even been head-to-head. <laughs> it was tail-to-head. Um... <laughs> We got two new Impact champions in one night. So, first off, Christian versus Josh, Ale- Josh Alexander. Uh, Josh Alexander wins, and what I heard was a pretty good match. But that's you know that's what you do. That's what you do when you have good hands like Christian. And then Top after 50? that, no. And then after <laughs> that, uh, Moose came out and cashed in. What is it? The call your shot. They call it the call your shot thing. It's kind of like their money in the bank. Gotta be. <laughs> Listen, man. That's people hate Vince. People hate Vince, but. Who but him? <laughs> who but him? And then True Blue fitted on who but me. You know what I'm saying? Um, he does it. <laughs> he does it all the time. Listen, they take a stop. I still ain't see what's my name, Scorpio Scott, holding that big old Cheerio that <laughs> cash that in yet. <laughs> what do you what do you cash that 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 uh, Sonic ring on, bro? <laughs> I don't know, bro. But hey, listen whatever moose is the brand new impact champion um people are very upset about this i thought it was pretty stupid i thought you don't do you don't do that to a guy in his for his first his first reign like i know i saw people comparing to daniel bryan but i was like that was like his like second or third title reign at that point you know what i mean like this is this guy's first one and you did that to him but this is their biggest pay-per-view and no one's talking about anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and also the and also the AEW partnership is over effectively yes. with Christian losing the title. Yes, Christian can come back to the regular show. He can work <laughs> one night a week. I mean, I think he was pretty much working one night a week. I think Impact tapes like 76 shows at once and shit. But um he was yeah, yeah, you can go back. The Good Brother is going to have to stay off Dynamite. I'm sure they'll find their way back. Um, 
But the partnership, which can we can we talk about it? Epic fail. Benef- benefited Kenny. <laughs> and not yeah. to say that like and not to say I don't want to make it seem that Kenny did this all for his own ego because I truly did believe he wanted to do that forbidden door open thing. Let's do something cool. But, but then no reality, one else was on board. Yeah, re- reality hit. No one does things like this anymore. <laughs> Chris Jericho was like, nigga, who? <laughs> Me? Uh, not I. Chris Jericho hates Impact. <laughs> he would never do that. I think that, and the thing is, is like, Vince would never let me back if I did this, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely oh, not. God. Oh, God. The truth. That truth serum. Um, we we got some big stuff to talk about. Yeah, let's just let's just get right into it. Mm-hmm. Where do I start? Uh, and I guess this kind of ties into SmackDown, which we'll be talking about after the break. But we're just going to talk about it Crown here Jewel. now. Started Crown Jewel. We had what? an issue at at the end of Crown Jewel because the SmackDown Women's Championship was on Raw, and the Raw Women's Championship is on SmackDown. Yes. Now. Could they have remedied this in the week where they had both belts on the line featuring people who was on their respective brand? Yeah. <laughs> but they had to that have would this be match. too easy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, to be fair, they had to have this triple threat, which they kind of booked themselves into a corner for doing. This is, this is what they do often by having the Saudi Arabia show so fucking close to their draft. And they do this every single year. And I just don't know. I don't get the reasoning of it. And it always it always fucks up something. So I'll say this year, it didn't fuck it up for the men like it usually does. Yeah. The men are always fucked up by this. But this year, you have your women's top titles in this. But you also have Becky, who's just back. And she she can't be taking a lot of losses like that, especially not for the belt, losing at this point. So you had a match on Monday Night Raw where... You had uh you, you had Bianca and, and Charlotte and we talked about this last week and and you know it was a really good match. Neither of them should lose, and neither of them did lose, or neither of them got pinned. Bianca won by DQ. So but what, fair. But what was lost was a friendship. Oh God. Forever. <laughs> um the 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 end of SmackDown, we're getting this thing in way too early. I'll be maybe we blend a segment in, but um then the SmackDown featured a championship exchange between Charlotte and Becky, and the entire segment went awry. Now, which we've I seen, add, hold, on, hold on, which we've seen before. We've seen before. We've seen this. It yes. has happened. And yes. it has not been like this. <laughs> no. It was actually, it didn't have a name. It wasn't promoted or nothing. They showed up backstage, handed over belts, dapped it up, and went their separate ways. And then met at Survivor Series like eight weeks later, four weeks later. Yes. But go ahead. Um, what were you going to ask? No, I was going to say... Um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> however, uh, listen. The Charlotte and Becky thing. There's a the lot rather, of... Well, no, rather, you know, I, I remember what I wanted to say now. When you were watching this, did you sense anything amiss while you were watching it? Without well, you know, I watched SmackDown later, so I was watching it. It was a little bit later. I saw it, and I, and I was like, kind of glancing over because SmackDown was kind of just on in the background for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I glanced over, and I was just like, "Why are they?" Because I what I noticed was there was a lot of silence, and I heard Sonya say, "Pick it up, pick it <laughs> up." 
And I said, wait, what? So I rewound it. And obviously, I'm thinking nothing of it. I'm thinking, okay, this is probably just an extension of the the way that they felt. But I was like, how did this escalate so fast? Then I saw the the throw. I saw the first throw. And I said, that's weird. I was like, they never, they never do things like that. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one thing. Isn't that like the one unspoken rule? You never throw a title to the ground. Ever. I mean, they've done it before. But yes, it's, it's meant as a sign of disrespect. And they haven't really done it. In like pretty pretty much like two decades, they really haven't done it. To be honest with you, exactly. It, it, it's it's just something, and it's not something you see. So I thought it was like whatever. But as I'm watching SmackDown, obviously I'm watching it later. I see Andrade say "fuck WWE," so I went to the Discord and said, "Did something happen in Charlotte's segment that I should be looking out for?" You know, Novak and a couple other people were saying like, "Not not not anything that we didn't that we noticed." So not any like everyone thought this was just business as usual <laughs> until. I- yeah. Andrade made that tweet. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was when the tide kind of changed, the tone kind of changed, everything kind of changed, and then suddenly now we're looking at the segment with a little bit more, you know. Can I speak on Andrade? Can I speak on him real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. I know you got some bars. Go ahead. Stay out of women's business. Also, get off Twitter, nigga. What is wrong with you? Get off Twitter. The only reason it blew up really was because it was because of his tweet. Let's be real. That's mm-hmm. what had everyone speculating. If he never tweeted anything, we probably would have not gotten a lot of this insight on what, what was going on because that made people ask these questions that made Absolutely. them ask these questions. No review that I saw before that report came out had even mentioned. I started looking at reviews. They did not mention anything. They mentioned the belt throwing and no one thought anything was amiss. Nobody thought anything was, was, was wrong. He made that tweet. Everything blew up. I'm suddenly, putting suddenly people together. are now. Yeah, no. Suddenly, you know, Sean Ross Sapp is like, okay, we got some more, you know, stuff coming up. Suddenly, everyone wrestling Inc. Or, and stuff like that. All of them are like, okay, uh, what's going on here? PW Insider is checking in. And it's like they're going through their sources and it's like, yo, what happened there? And apparently, when they went back to Gorilla, it blew up. Well, there was there was an altercation before. Where Charlotte was, she was bullish. This is reportedly. Yeah, this is reportedly. There was she was bullish on the whole the whole thing. There was some. There was another. I'm, I got to call Cap on something before we go. We go ahead too. Sure. Apparently, Charlotte wanted was okay with losing, uh, with losing to Bianca last Monday. Let me just be clear. This is the biggest cap you could ever you could ever see in your life. <laughs> and, and you, you agree. So? You gotta agree, Mills. None, nothing that, that they were doing would have made sense if that was the case. If if, if that would have went down, because think about it, they still would have had to do some type of weird screwy finish. Because if their plan was still to have Becky win, Charlotte's not in that match. By the way, it was two Raw superstars and Sasha. They didn't want Sasha to win. She was still not going to win that match. And we both called it <laughs> last week. We knew Charlotte. We knew Sasha wasn't going to win that match because she doesn't have good reigns, and they know that. So that means that Bianca would have been Raw Champion walking in, going against Becky, who was going to win the match, and both titles would have been on one show. So Becky would have had to relinquish it and, I guess, quote-unquote, make her look weak, make herself look weak, because Becky would never do that, character-wise. What Becky would do would, would take that title and say, I'm going to be Becky Two Belts again, or I'm going to be Becky Two, uh, Becky Two Belts one day, which is what she does because she's an asshole. That's her character. I, but, so here's where, here's where I think wrestling politics comes in. And 
doing what's best for you and doing what's best for your character and how Charlotte views her character and how she wants to protect said character that we've seen in the past that we've heard of in this past. This isn't a foreign subject of a wrestler um, wanting to protect their character and not really wanting to do things because honestly, if you have a moment where, uh, this happens in the past, like say maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H or Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock or something. I think a similar conversation happens. It was like, yo, but that's going to make me look weak. Like, why would you do the two belts thing with both? But then I look like, why can't we just both just switch the belts? I'm, I'm not completely disagreeing. I mean, this is alleged reports and stuff like that, but I don't completely disagree with what how Charlotte feels because I do think this is in a in a business of protecting your character, such as Becky does as well. Um, so she felt like this didn't make any sense to her, according to reports, that this didn't make any sense for, um, in terms of for Becky to have both belts and raise them up in the air and say I'm Becky two belts, and then she gets a maybe she gets a belt. Say. We, we yeah, don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say, but I don't know how the belt would have got back to her after that, which would have been an issue. Um, which, you can, which can be talked about, I'm sure. That can be talked about. That can be but talked at about. The end, at the end of the day, Charlotte was ripping the head off a doll, and that was cool? I mean, it's, it's different. Uh, uh, one, it's is, different. One, is, one is decidedly stupider than the other. It's different, we, though. We, we, we like, but the thing is, she made it work. You're right. You're leaning into the stupidity because you know it's ridiculous. This is a little less ridiculous. And then I also think, and this is me, the the there's a lot of been conversation now about the Becky and Charlotte relationship and how strained it is and stuff like that. Um, and how Charlotte has been distant. And, you know, Charlotte hasn't Charlotte hasn't uh been backstage talking to a lot of people and stuff like that and Becky and her Be- Becky seen as the hero for really calling her out in this situation and stuff like that and they had Charlotte escorted out the building um very salacious stuff this was very love and hip hop I don't know about you you watch the show more than I do <laughs> some of it's true I would say some of that's true some of that's probably cab I mean I'm pretty sure like who who isn't who I mean you you grow older she's older than a lot of the people there so I mean who cares? I, I'm not really looking at that like, oh, no, no, no way. I don't. Who cares about that part? I think that I think the most interesting part to me is that what you have to look at and Mills, you can agree like I, you're, you're well within your right to agree. But this type of this type of extremity from her. We've seen it literally weeks ago. She had a fist fight on TV. Absolutely. I agree. She was, because she was mad about the finish to something. Now, do we know what the long-term plan was? We don't. Does she know? Who knows if she does or not? But the thing is, is that this type of the, the, this type of privilege that she has has gone virtually unchecked, and that's mm-hmm. the issue. If you want but to talk about a, kind of, she's virtually uncheckable. I mean, not I virtually. She's not bigger than the company. I mean, she got checked by Nia Jack. She got a couple of checks in that not damn face. If, if she thinks she is, she's gonna keep getting fucked up. If that's the case, because and my thing is like, if you want to talk about intersectionality. Let's let's flip it. Let's flip it on the on the other shoe. If Sasha and Bianca ever did anything like this, people would be wanting them to go to jail. People would be applauding them getting thrown out the out the building. You don't. People don't even have to say no. We wouldn't because you would. And I think if if you have any sense, if Becky had any sense, 
I would think that that's that would be where she would be coming from. Why she would get so mad about the shit? Because no one else could do that, but Charlotte. I don't even think Becky could do that because she already she, like if Becky did that, people would be on her ass. You know this. Absolutely. If Bianca, Absolutely. if Bianca, if Bianca did it, if 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 fucking Mia Yim did it, if uh if Rhea Ripley did this shit, they would they would you know let's just let's just call it let's just call it spade a spade. This this transcends race anything. It's her stature. Her privilege that, is to be checked. But a lot of it, a lot of it has also been, I mean, there's definitely a lot of privilege that's in this as well. But a lot of it is because because of what WWE has made her to be. True. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not, I am not, I'm not holding, not, I, I'm not refusing to hold them to the fire for this because they yeah. made her. They is. made I don't even know. She's like 15. She might be 14, 15 times now. A lot of it's because of that. A lot of it is her being at the top and realizing that there's certain ways to stay to the top, stay at the top and having her, you know, there's her father who knows about this. She's gone through, she, she knows the business and she's been, honestly, she's gone through a lot of things. I mean, they, they're throwing up excerpts of her book now with her issues with Sasha and that showcases a lot of privilege, but that also showcases a lot of how I see her now today. Because, because of that situation, I think with um, with Sasha back in the day, over like um, essentially Sasha wasn't really happy because she felt like she had more experience and was more thing, and then they were giving all this stuff to Charlotte, and Charlotte was kind of mad about it. That's a sense of privilege, but also that's a sense of like, you know, I feel like why is this happen? Why did something that we were friends, and now it's blown up t- to this? I also feel like. That's now lending to the situation with Becky, for instance, because I do believe in 2019, that relationship ended up fractured because of that feud that they have with Ronda Rousey and stuff like that. And I don't even think all three of them like each other the same way they did when they were going in. No. Um, Because Becky talked a lot of shit. And Charlotte continues to talk a lot of shit. Charlotte will never let you forget that. I made Becky Lynch. She yeah, says she it. She took the pins. I, I she always says say it every we, promo though. She says it every promo though. She's like, but I made you even when they're not even like intersectional. She said it a couple of weeks ago. She might've said it two times in the last two weeks, to be honest with you. Um, but I think this entire situation to me, I didn't take it as much of a big deal because to me, this is wrestling politics and this has been going on for longer than we've even been born. I I don't what I don't agree with is is people piling on Charlotte. What I, that's not what I agree. With. I don't agree with that. I I think that something worse needs to like she needs to do something socially worse than throwing a belt on TV for yeah, people yeah, yeah. piling her like this. I agree. That's why I think I, this isn't such a big deal to me because again, this is wrestling. This isn't anything like you she, said. Like she looks stupid for sure. She looks absolutely. corny. Like she looked corny when she uh when she got into a fist fight with Naya for not wanting to lose their match. Like I do think there is some semblance of truth behind these reports because we've seen it play out. Mm-hmm. And I think she doesn't she doesn't give herself any favors by the way that she acts on and off camera to these right. reports being true. Absolutely. Right. But you know, I, I think that like all right, we need to chill with all these reports because it's like there might be people in in the back that are worse than her. You know what I mean? That that do weigh things worse, but I I do feel as though intersectionally, no one else can act like that but her. You know, like and and we need to be giving 
the same people, the same amount of opportunities that she has to do things like that. I think that if this is true and she was like, well, I, I, I wouldn't mind losing to Bianca. That's a politic move <laughs> because you yeah. did, that means you don't want to lose to Becky or somebody like that. You, the, you know what I'm saying? The, like, that's the Austin pin, pin by Mick, losing the Mick Foley to lose to Triple H move. That's politics. Yeah, exactly. This is exactly this is. This is all politics, and this is why, I mean, it's not as serious to me, but I find it so fascinating because it's truly like a battle of kind of egos, in a sense, and backstage. And, and you know, this is the first time you're kind of really seeing it on a kind of a grand stage of these true cracks. I mean, you've always known that there's cracks within the four horsemen and stuff like that, but they still have that bond together. Um, but this is the first time, and it's making Charlotte look terrible, like really, really bad. Like, yeah, but she's making herself look really, really bad, to be honest. with you. Yeah, it, it is. Because, I mean, whether whether you like her or not, whether the situation is stupid or not, like it took a segment that was just dumb and we could have just moved past it. And it's making it bigger than the segment. And that's the issue now is that, like, mm-hmm. you know, people are well, I, I blame WWE for half this. I'm like, all they did was write the dumbass storyline. All they had to do was just do it. Right. <laughs> what, 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 are we blame, what are we blaming them for or anything? Like, they didn't make them fight. <laughs> they just they know. just say, hey, do this. <laughs> I don't know if Charlotte was escorted out of the building, but I'm pretty sure that she was supposed to be in a dark match after that. Cause I felt, I feel, I feel like she was supposed to be in a dark match cause she's in full gear and makeup. Yeah. And she doesn't yep. return for that dark match and they throw on Bianca versus Becky. Yep. Which is so. fair. <laughs> Bianca was there, but it, but it's like, I, I think with Charlotte, if her ego is what they say it is and you know, then that's that's that is an issue that they have to deal with. I, I think someone said it best on Twitter to me. You know, she, I said she pulled a Bret Hart move, and they said no, she pulled a Sean move. And I said, and this is the type of characters that you get when you're coddled for years and you've never really had to face anything. Some of those some of those W's you took should have been L's just to kind of level you out. And now March with Charlotte, 26, 2019. And, and now with Charlotte, it's like. There's really literally nowhere else for her to go in the company other than just trading belts back and forth. I honestly think that she could go uh, two years without having the belt, to be completely honest with you. But they, they she's at a certain point where it's like she kind of has to have it because it's like, why the fuck else would she be on the show? You know? And I saw someone say, well, I can't wait for her to go to AEW. Why? <laughs> you think that's going to fix the problem? You're going to give her more power? <laughs> Bro, listen. <laughs> You think Britt Baker is clamoring for that right now? It's going to be an issue. Yes. It's going to be an issue. Absolutely. Uh, um, I think the probably the best tweet I saw about this, shout out to Jay Tams. It was in my mentions. And he said, Charlotte's pretty much like, I've been losing friends and finding peace. Honestly, that sounds like a fair trade to me. Mm. Mm. If that's that, not her caption on the next pick, I don't know what the fuck it is, man. And with that, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back and talk about post-Saudi episode with SmackDown on the A-Show. What do you say about today? What do you say about SmackDown? He said something to his tribal chief, didn't he? What did he say? Hurry up, Paul. Brock Lesnar said, and and this is Brock, the moment I arrive at SmackDown, I will beat Roman Reigns 
senseless. Man, I whooped Brock Lesnar so bad. He's tweeting now. Good God. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Brock, you want to... Roman Reigns, uh, Comic View 2021. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And in, in, in tribute to our fourth anniversary, I guess we should call SmackDown from Friday Under Siege because that's, mm. what, the show was. that's what the show was for 40 minutes on Friday. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I know it took up a lot of time, but it's fine. It's fine. Like there was not. There was a good segment. Nothing. Yeah, there was. There was literally nothing. Like there was a big hype for like the new, the new generation or new look SmackDown. But I was like, we know that we're not gonna get the new look SmackDown till t- this week. So mm-hmm. I was fine with it. I thought SmackDown was a moment show, not so much a match show. I mean, we got fucking Baron Corbin and Nakamura again. So. Definitely just a match show or definitely just a moment show. But uh, starting off with that segment that we just heard now, Roman Reigns coming out, I smashed him. Watch what you're mm. saying there, brother. Watch what you're saying there, brother. <laughs> I don't know if Brock want to do that. But what a what a tremendous segment with Roman slapping the phone out of Paul's hand, laughing. You know, one of the, I think one of his best promos in the past couple of weeks, uh, just kind of running down all of his, his challengers and, and begging Brock to come out and, and face him. And then Brock did, which I didn't see coming. I thought Brock would have his flight change or something along those lines. But no, 15 minutes later, Brock Lesnar shows up, wreaks complete hell, um, starts targeting uh, Roman Reigns. The Usos come out. They try to even the odds. Brock Lesnar tosses him, smashes him, stacks him. Um, people come <laughs> down to try to, to try to break this apart. Brock Lesnar tossing them, throwing them. You see Cesaro in the suit. He's like, yo. Show my G. Yeah. <laughs> but then, oh man, I hope he packed a lunch. Cause Adam Pierce showed up and suspended Brock Lesnar indefinitely. Good. To which Brock, <laughs> to which Brock Lesnar was like, Who? You spend <laughs> me? No, no, you gotta say that again. And he proceeds to F5 Adam Pierce out his fucking pants. He needs to get some fitted pants. You need to put them on. Get them, I think they might have been a little too fitted. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Really good booking move here. I, I had expected something of the sort would happen with yeah, Brock too. after this <laughs> uh, after this happened you can't have Brock on weekly he's just not that type of character but also really glad that they had that they know and and I'm I'm guessing he also knows it as a babyface he really shouldn't have the title right now if at all but I do I do think that he is all in and he really is enjoying the chase like he looks like he's having a fucking blast and I I think that when you get a Brock that's motivated like that you you get really cool character stuff like I even think his promos have been really, really dope and 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 just really kind of coming through as just like a, a stoic, says few words, badass, like kind of like a cowboy type, you know, but um he's off he's gonna be off the show. So that leaves Roman uh open to to feud with what whoever, whenever, however. Uh I would imagine we're gonna see Brock in uh St. Louis in a couple months, huh? I would imagine, yeah. Suspending definitely means suspending to Royal Rumble. That's always what it's meant. 
Always. What is it? Is his mania program Roman or will it be somebody different? I would, I would love since he's a free agent, I would love for it to be Keith Lee, Keith Lee and Roman and, uh, and, and, and Goldberg and Lesnar. He's going to float across rosters. He might, he yeah. might even float across rosters. He's like, yo, I thought I was suspended from SmackDown, baby. I'm here on raw. Who I got to toss now. Oh, actually that's smart. That's you might be on to something. You but might I think be Adam Pierce suspended him. He says he suspended him from WWE. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, that you might have been on to something. Well, uh, hit, row, hit row. Yeah, I thought they came off really good. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I they gave them what ten minutes of of showtime, and I think that this was the best way for them to perform or to perform and also debut in a episode where everyone on the roster is probably tired of shit and there's no one that's they're not going to make anyone wrestle so give them a squash match they gave them them gave them mic time i thought they came off really well michael cole and pat hyped the shit out of them this is how it's supposed to go i think one of the i think one of the most promising kind of debuts of 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 kind of any nxt act in in a really long time and i think they've been doing a little bit better with a lot of them i'll see i'll wait to see what they do with with zeely i'm still waiting to see what they do with tony storm but I think the hit row is going to be in a, a really good position. How do you feel about kind of having Swerve and Top Dollar be the tag here with Ashante and, and uh, on the outside? Pretty good. <laughs> I felt really <laughs> good about it. To be honest with you, those are my favorite two out of the four. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was great. I think they'll 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 maneuver around. I don't think it's going to stay just Swerve and, and Top Dollar. I think we're going to switch around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think people were concerned because they saw a rumor and the rumor ended up being wrong. There's a couple rumors that ended up being wrong about them on Friday, but one of them was that uh top dollar would be the singles and Swerve and, and Adonis would be uh the tag guys. But I'm like, Swerve is a he's a he's a veteran. He can kind of slide into any position and he'll be fine. I think top dollar, you want to get him big, you want to have him getting reps with with uh singles opponents because he'll he'll he's gonna have to carry the weight. A lot of the time, no, with you know, uh, no pun intended, of, of a lot of programs. So uh, I, you can't really go wrong with them. I'm, I like that they're like a like a foursome, and and I, I, and, I like and and I think that they they came off really well. Really good debut. I can't wait to see what the first program will be for them. I agree. Um, yeah, not much else on SmackDown. I mean, we saw Monsoor versus Mustafa Ali for the second time, so that was a great rematch from Crown Jewel. But they had a big moment at Crown Jewel. I completely forgot. Um, so shout out to those guys for working their asses off. Um, Drew McIntyre re-debuts on SmackDown versus Sami Zayn. Kicks many an ass. Um, looks good they're, doing they're, it. They are building him to something. <laughs> they are building him. And it looks like Happy Corbin will now be the new number one contender for Shinsuke Nakamura's Intercontinental Championship. Um, Give it I mean, to Swerve. <laughs> give it to swerve give it to swerve rock rock versus rap it's it's the feud <laughs> that's the <Right>. feud <laughs> have top dollar break their gu- guitar that's the feud i think hit row need to be a hot a hot heel stable on that on that show the thing about it is is like we had xavier's coronation we're starting to see a little bit of heelisms coming out with him and i really hope they explore that i agree um, so what we're going to do here is Justin, you're going to dip yes. out. Yeah, I got to dip out. Um, so I'm going to come back with Monday Night Raw after the break and we'll talk about what happened on Monday Night Raw. So stay tuned to the A show.
Rookie, I've had a long week. I went through hell on Thursday, and for the past year on SmackDown, I have earned my stripes. But guess what? The Universal Champion is too afraid to give me my opportunity. So here I am asking you, do you want to be like Roman Reigns? Or do you want to be a fighting champion? Come on, E! It's the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. What better way to start it off than Big E versus Seth freaking Rollins for that thing, WWE Championship? I love Come it. Come on, think about it. Think about it. Come on. Think about it. And we are back. And of course, we are here, and you're wondering, all right, so Justin left. Who the hell am I actually here with? Um, I needed someone to help me push through the final minutes of this episode because we got to, this is a big episode and this is a long episode. But I needed, I feel like you're the spotter and this is like my last set. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've got, of course, of the Rewriters Room, of course, it was a stay busy podcast because the man has been staying busy ever since he, <laughs> the Rewriters Room season finished and then you jumped into another podcast almost immediately. So shout out to <laughs> And shout out to all the great work that you've been doing with the Stay Busy podcast. So shout out to you. Um, you. Armand, welcome. What's up, my brother? How you feeling? I'm chilling, man. I'm good. Listen, this is the first. This is the first ever for the show. This isn't the first time recording this late, but this is probably the first time I've recorded this late for an episode in a very long time. We are coming to you live directly after Monday Night Raw, um, which is something that I could only accomplish on the east with someone else who records on the east coast <laughs> um, i'm i'm happy to get the hot tag you know j5 he uh he has suffered a little leg injury so he had to jump out and tag me in so i'm about to do the cesaro the classic cesaro hot tag and uh yeah man hopefully hold it down well listen how did you feel about monday night raw tonight then it was okay <laughs> um it, it it had its high moments it had its low moments um i would say generally um, I didn't need to see uh, Carmella and Liv again. Um, noticeably, <laughs> the women's tag team champions were, they got airtime. We saw them, but like mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't do anything significant. But I think that's also because they split up literally every, every woman's tag team. So what really would they do right now? Um, right. But there were some good moments, definitely some good moments some things that I enjoyed and then some things that I could have easily, you know, taken a bathroom or a snack break during. So. Well, listen, yeah. um, that is going to happen a lot with it. The theme I would say for this episode of Monday Night Raw is it was just SmackDown in red because mm-hmm. everything I could say the first half an hour of the show featured SmackDown superstars who were drafted to SmackDown last year. There have literally Raw has re- literally somehow finagled this. So they come out. Like, oh, we got a fresh new roster. Nah, y'all got SmackDown's roster. It's the <laughs> Otis and Gable versus um, the, the first match was Otis and Gable versus Dolph Ziggler and, Bo- and Robert Roode versus the Street Profits. That's a SmackDown yeah. classic right there. <laughs> That's like quite, quite literally. Like, I, I didn't agree with you when you said SmackDown got fleeced, but that, like, those first few matches, it's like, hey, man, <laughs> Mules, Mules is onto something. So listen, listen. So, um, 
let's let's get to the big points of Monday Night Raw because we don't need to cover everything. We don't need to cover. Shout to Zelina, Queen Zelina. She's been crowned and stuff like that. We literally got the rematch with Dewdrop, and then she won again. We saw that before. Um, Liv and Carmella, as much as they got more time, I'm mm-hmm. sure yeah, yeah. excited by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Uh... I'm just tired of it, and it's it's not good. <laughs> it's not I, good. I agree. There's no, there's nothing really to stand on with that feud. It's literally just like I'm pretty, and it's like, well, huh, I'm cool or something. I don't know. Whatever. It's a, yeah. A, um, but but the women's feud that you can really sink your teeth in. Talk about that promo exchange between Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Oh my god, their chemistry is incredible. Bianca continues to elevate on the mic. You can tell Becky's really getting rattled by the things Bianca says, by the crowd reaction to her. Like every week, it seemed to seem to just eat at her more and more to the point where this week, like she was willing to engage in, in the fight with her. And like the kendo sticks came out and Bianca mm-hmm. catching it. And then all I, it was, it was magic. It was, they're just, they're great. They could do this for another three months and I wouldn't be mad. I feel, but I feel like we're probably in the home stretches few, just based on the intensity of the promo that Bianca kind of dropped, where she yeah. was like, "You seek validation, and I know what I am without the championship, but what are you without the championship?" And Becky's looking absolutely rattled in this moment to the point where she loses her entire composure and actually says, "Yo, you're gonna get the rematch," but mm-hmm. um, I think we're in the home stretch of this few. I don't Not know how sure. long we can we we can do this. To be honest with you, um, next week, November first, Monday Night Raw, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch versus Raw. I was about to say SmackDown Women's Champion. <laughs> um, the literally changed the color of the belt, and that was it. Uh, <laughs> they're facing each other for the Raw Women's Championship, which I'd have to believe is Becky Lynch's final title defense before Survivor Series. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. I mean, I, part of me doesn't think it's Bianca's time to get it back. But the other part of me is like, yo, they love to do those title changes before Survivor Series. And if we got Bianca Charlotte running it back and at Survivor Series, where you would assume there would be a clean finish, like I I wouldn't be mad at that. And then you can obviously do a Bianca Becky rematch after the fact. Um, but I, w- I also wouldn't mind if they put a stipulation on this Bianca Becky match for for TV. Like why not? Like I don't, yeah, that, that that would be cool to me. Listen, we got a ladder match out of nowhere for tonight. They could put a stipulation in this match. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like a street fight, they they they, they could do anything, man. Go go, go crazy because the way them kendo sticks is flying. Do it. Nah, I fully agree with you. Um, let's see what else happened on sort of Monday Night Raw. Obviously, we're gonna get to the main event. Um, you know what? Some someone that we haven't talked about a lot on this show, um, has been Keith Bearcat Lee, and that's really because he's just been having these enhancement matches. But do you feel any kind of difference regarding, I guess, the reintroduction of him as a character? I definitely like his attitude. I remember we talked about it on Rewriter's Room, like after uh, his his match with Drew on uh, Legends Night, where like he was talking to no, like he was talking to Riddle maybe a couple weeks prior to that match, and it just seemed like he had an edge to him. And then after the match with Drew, he just pounded it, and like we knew they were friends, and it seemed like he was getting more attitude, more fierce. And now he's just like full on like angry monster like I'm I'm just gonna destroy you. And I mean it's working. It's great. Like I've, I've enjoyed every squash. I love his intensity. 
I would love to see where it's going to go next. Like, you know, is he going to go see Damian Priest? Is he going to find his way into the WWE title picture? Um, you know, Bobby's obviously gone for a little bit after getting cooked by Goldberg, but I think there's probably going to be some hurt business stuff. But, you know, if we remember, he was supposed to be in that United States title match uh, at Elimination Chamber, and then he got dropped right. from it. So it would only make sense to get him back into that picture. You don't got a hot shot him right to the WWE title, but I would love to see uh, Bearcat versus Priest. So maybe, maybe that's the direction for him. Um, the only thing I would say is with this new iteration, I would have appreciated probably just a brand new look kind of entirely. I'm not saying drastically carrying cross gimp mask type shit, but (laughs) I would say like, give me something different besides the, besides what we saw you in before, um, just to kind of solidify, like you see, like we, I can equate this to music, right? Like artists have different eras and they typically mm-hmm. don't keep the same look. You look at a Drake album, for instance, the thank me later, thank me later look is not the same as the take care look, which is not the same as the nothing is the same look, which is not the same as the views look. It's completely mm-hmm. different. People evolve through time. And as they go, even on wrestling, you know, Undertaker, Seth Rollins, yeah. Chris Jericho reinventing themselves. I would like to see Keith Lee step out of the box and maybe like something a little bit more visually appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, maybe that's just me. I'm just nitpicking this entire thing. Um, no, I, I agree, and I think that's something that could maybe happen over time. Like you know, when Roman came back, he still had his old music. He was he was wearing the t-shirts, and in that first pay-per-view match, he came out no shirt. He had the glove, new pants, and all that. So it's something that maybe could happen over time at Keith Lee's first uh, pay-per-view match. So I, I definitely feel you, though. I agree. Yeah, no, I I, I feel it too. Um. The tag team championships. I mean, we talked about that triple threat tag team match earlier in the night. We had a change of plans. I don't know. Had they reported anything about AJ Styles? Because it was supposed to be AJ and Omos versus Randy and Riddle tonight. And then we only saw Omos. And yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I saw people on Twitter talking about how the match wasn't happening anymore. Honestly, I was thankful for it. Like, as much as, you know, RK Bro versus AJ Omos is good, we've seen it so much. We've seen different combinations of the singles matches, and we didn't need another Saudi rematch after we got Mansoor and Ali on SmackDown and then Dewdrop and Zelina. Like, let's 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 move on to something else. So it, it was cool to see some some new competitors in the mix. Dirty Dogs are always a safe pick for uh, a title match. I, th- I think they're going to hold off on RK Bro and Profits for a little bit, probably for after Survivor Series. So um, I wasn't I, I wasn't mad at it. I was definitely happy that it wasn't another rematch. Absolutely. So, I mean, listen, if this leads to Survivor Series and we get RK Bro versus the Usos, Whew. I ain't mad at that. Turn it up. Turn it up. I feel like it's probably the first time I've ever seen Randy Orton in the ring with a damn Uso. So it's going to be something fresh. It's going to be something original. I'm completely mm-hmm. for it. Um, but I will say, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Dolph Ziggler. But I don't know. Something about that team. They're just a dependable tool in, like, your yeah. toolbox. Yeah, yeah. Dolph is probably one of the greatest utility players in WWE of all time. And Rude and – I don't know. Like, I don't love the team, but it, it just it just works. Like, they're they're they're, they're good heels. They're annoying. I love to see them lose, so it was it, it, it worked out. No, no, you're completely right. And then, of course, I mean, we're breezing through it. There was a, you know, like Austin Theory. There was some Austin Theory stuff. But Dominic, I mean, I didn't really look at the match. Once I saw, to be honest, Austin Theory, he's 
he's still getting there. But then when he put Dominic Mysterio in the match, I was like, no, nah, I'm not watching this. So. Man, you know, I, I, I got to get one spicy takeoff on the A show while I'm here. Um, I'm <laughs> confident that if I trained in the ring for a month, I could be better than Dominic Mysterio. He's, he's horrible. Like, he's not good. I don't get excited for his matches. I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Theory. I do like, like, he's, he's a little funny with the selfie thing. So mm-hmm. seeing Theory beat him, I was like, all right, like, this is cool because Dominic just needs to, he, he needs to go somewhere else. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this experiment. <laughs> well, there was reports. I mean, I don't know if it was reports or interviews or something that Ray Mysterio would have preferred to actually be drafted on a different brand as Dominic. And that probably would have been best because it could have been how Rey Mysterio performed in the main event and how Dominic performed tonight. And I don't like, you know, jumping all over him, but it's like, bro, you got to – you need development. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't hang on your dad's coattail forever, man. Eventually we got to see you rise above, and it, there's just been nothing that makes me think he would be able to be okay out by himself. So, you know, whether it's putting him in the PC or whatever, he's just – he's not fit for – doing things that I enjoy watching on TV. So, yeah, let's let's get him out of here. <laughs> Yo, what was up with Damian Priest tonight? So, the, the, there were people in the in the Discord thinking he was turning heel. I I like I don't think he's going to turn heel immediately. I just think T-Bar, you know, got brought an angry side out of him by throwing the chair at him. Like it, it was a cool match. It's good to see T-Bar, you know, on his own doing his thing like that fucking uh that he did like a the discus boot move that was fire. Like he, he did a couple moves that looked really good. And, you know, he just, he just barked up the wrong tree. So seeing priest have an edge because it's not like he's been like a happy go lucky baby face, but he's, he's been pretty, he's pretty chill. Been. Yeah. He, like gimmick was like rocker, Puerto Rican smiling. Yeah. Like he been yeah. chilling. So, so, so to see that side of him, I'm like, okay, like now y'all know not to bark up that Damien priest tree because right. he, but, but, <laughs> go ahead. No, nah, but I don't. I you know what? I want to see it as weeks go on. I don't like aggression for. I mean, he was definitely provoked, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like. Oh, I don't like overly aggro for no reason. Like to the point where he's like, even after the match, he's like, "Nah, we got to step. I, I already beat you up, but now I'm bringing you into the ring because now that's it. You turn into like Bobby Lashley and shit like that. I don't know. About yeah, it, it it all kind of progressed a little too fast. Um, but I I, I, I didn't hate it. It was it was, it was all right. Absolutely. I mean, hey, what are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> main event time. So, <sighs> Biggie kicks off the night. Possibly just I don't know because champions. That's just what champions do. And then he's mm-hmm. interrupted by Seth Rollins, who's like, "Hey, Roman's been ducking me, so I'm gonna go to the next best thing, which is Biggie." Mm-hmm. And then Finn Balor. Walked out. I don't know if it was Finn or Ray. I can't get the word. It was it was it was Ray next. Ray walked out like yo, I've been this, this, that, and the third, and that qualifies me for a world championship match. I was like, yo, you were in a tag team literally like four minutes ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Finn Balor walks out acting like we forgot. He's taken two major L's in the past couple of weeks. And it's not like he hasn't won, but he's taken a couple of L's. Mm-hmm. A couple major L's, like you said. Like, we, we remember the L's more so than the victories leading up to the, the King's King of the Ring finals. So, yeah. 
I mean, but nonetheless, listen, I'm not going to... Who am I to argue for a good time? It right. lost the fatal four-way match, and because of, I'm assuming, Monday Night Football, it gets turned into a ladder match. Mm-hmm. The main event Monday Night Raw. and when, I mean, how often do we see ladder matches on Monday Night Raw? And they were going in. I mean, Kevin Owens did the whole swanton into the break-my-back type shit. Um, oh, I completely forgot Kevin Owens came out. Yeah, nah, Kevin came out with the most bars. He, he was coming at Seth saying, yo, I, like, I beat you here five years ago to get the Universal title. And it was like, yo, like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's getting spicy. But I, I love the combination of these guys. Like, I know, you know, we love the, the big, meaty men slapping meat. But, like, these are four super athletic dudes. And I love the big guy, little guy combination. So just seeing these four potential challengers for Big E, I was like, yo, I, I would love to see any of these matches. So I was I was really excited about that. And then making it a ladder match on Monday Night Raw, you know, even if we had to sit through two and a half hours for it, like it, it was worth it in the end. It was incredible. I think Ray was the, was the MVP of the match with that 619 to the ladder with that mm-hmm. la- with that ladder vaulted senton. Like it was like, yo, Ray is, <laughs> Ray is like dialing it back. It was it was beautiful. Yo, if okay, so if Seth Rollins doesn't win this match, who would you have preferred won this match? Uh, if not Seth, then I probably would have went with Finn. Um, and I think it would have been kind of an avenue for him to get into this heel turn. I think that's what we all want him to do at this point, like losing the mm-hmm. King of the Ring, what happened with Roman, like he's got the perfect angle to just get that get that prince edge back and like be like a super cocky fuck you I've, I've been jaded so i'm about to just take over type thing so i, I think finn would have been my next pick but again I, I would have been happy with any match yeah pretty much i mean we get so um seth rollins wins the match mm-hmm. um after i mean he's been through hell last thursday but i mean five-star match the man deserves a damn title shot at this point um when will we get that title shot? I'm assuming it's going to be before Survivor Series, like immediately before Survivor Series, similar to the old. I mean, that's just a tradition now, right? Like you yep. just win your title, the Raw before or the SmackDown before Survivor Series, and then we change the entire thing. Um, yeah. Are you going to Survivor Series? I would like to. Haven't bought my ticket yet, but I do. I do have intentions of going. So. I will. I'll confirm with you. I, I, I know we're gonna have a couple guys there, so I'll definitely confirm when I get my ticket. But it's it's Absolutely. a very high possibility. Okay. All right. Listen, Survivor Series is coming up pretty soon. It's the next damn pay per view. Um, I mean, that's I, what, I mean, go ahead. I, I want to ask you: Do you think there is any possibility that if this match occurred before Survivor Series, Seth Rollins beats Big E and goes on to face Roman Reigns? Hmm. No. <laughs> I think. Um Nah. I think they're they're pretty set on Big E for right now. Um, I do think he will lose this title. If I had to do a prediction, I do think he's losing this title at the day one pay-per-view. Um Yeah, so I do think he's losing it at the day one pay-per-view, but still. Um you know, it, it it just is what it is. But, I mean, that was Monday Night Raw. Uh, yeah, you know, not much to write home about, but we did get a lot of new things established and et cetera like that. So it's going to be great. Um, 
thank you, Armand, for coming in last second, helping me with this last set, pushing through on this one. Um, hey, of course, man. Thanks for having me. I'm glad I got the hot tag. Like I said, I'm here. Please promote everything that you've got going on. Of course, of course. Uh, Stay Busy is back. Season three, we're three episodes in, so y'all can follow us at Stay Busy Pod on IG and Twitter. Uh, Rewriters Room, we've been off for a little month, but it's looking like a November return, so be ready for that. Maybe right around Survivor Series, we can get some cool Survivor Series theme discussions going. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at Armand underscore Sadler3. I did get suspended back in April, so I'm trying to get my followers back up. So definitely, you know, help help the boy out. Check out my writing. Check out all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, and, of course, follow follow the A-Show. Follow everything that we're doing, RSPN on RNC on Twitter and RNC Radio Live and all the other at names that I can't say right now. But we are, we're doing the damn thing, and it's beautiful to, to be a part of it. Listen, you said enough. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know this. This we, we taped this in the first half of this, but it was today, this episode marks the four year anniversary of the A show. Uh, so thank you for joining us, and thank you for being part of this last four year ride and stuff like that. Um, we will be back next week, guys. Thank you for tuning in, and take care. <laughs>